quarterbacks, quarterbacks, and more quarterbacks. That's going to be the talk for the Pittsburgh Steelers and their fans Go all, pretty much all going into next season, whether they try to bring back Ben Roethlisberger, whether they try to go trade for a veteran, they sign a veteran in free agency, or they draft a quarterback. That's going to be the discussion. Joining me is a beloved quarterback expert, someone that you guys know, trust, and listen to all the time if you're a fan of the Locked On Steelers podcast. That's Tony Serino. He's back on the show. He's going to give us his thoughts on who should be this Pittsburgh Steelers. And I promise you, if he says Devlin Hodges, I will rip, reach through the screen and punch him in the face. But all violence aside, we're happy to have Tony back on the show. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button to our channel to get all our Monday through Friday shows. Break it down, your Pittsburgh Steelers. Rejoining me is Tony Serino. It's not a Tony Tuesday. It's not a Tony Wednesday either, unfortunately, this week after, after what happened Sunday. But we're happy to have my compadre, my colleague, my friend, Tony Serino back on the Locked On Steelers podcast. What up, Tony? Oh, happy to be here representing my boy Duck. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy to hear you 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 refer to me as a quarterback expert. Yes. This is this is uh yeah, I I'm ready to talk quarterback today. And, and we talk about the future of the Steelers at quarterback. I got a couple names to throw in the ring. I'll try to leave Duck out. Look, everything I just want to just preface everything we say today with obviously if Duck is available, he's the guy. Duh. Right. So we're going to try and leave that aside. It's just implied in every conversation we have today. If Duck were available, the Steelers should absolutely sign him. We're going to go on. A, we're going to go within this conversation and say he's not available. So who else could they get? Right. In that case. OK, well, if Duck's not available, should they look at Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, probably. But uh, <laughs> anyway. should they? Should, OK, now, OK, we have to let people in on the inside joke because. If if you're just tuning in on YouTube and you and you're like what is what is this what is happening here mm -hmm. you're probably like why is this guy talking about a duck or Devlin Hodges if you don't know he's talking about Tony show them your hat so you can so they they put it up to the street we got a little Duck Hodges hunting club okay it's just this man has been irrational about Devlin Hodges since the moment he stepped foot on the Latro on the practice fields of Latrobe in Pennsylvania what was it three years ago now two years some ago would, some would call it irrational others would call it very very rational but you know <laughs> we we used to do this show together from tony's car recording yes. Yes. and he, and every day for training camp he would say something to the effect of that devlin hodges that devlin hodges that devlin it hodges. started as a it started as a joke at the end of a podcast of just like who do you think like our our hot take of the day after one day of camp and yeah i mentioned that devlin hodges might make the team and it just I mean, my goodness, Chris, it has spiraled out of control ever since. Yeah, it's just it's gone insane. And then he comes back and he plays and he wins games for the Steelers and just yeah, all the things. But you know, Which but look, look, now I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It, okay, okay, serious. stop it. See, see, not, no, I just said I don't want to have violence on the show. But let's let's talk about the actual quarterback situation now. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, of course, looking rough in his final years. But you want to see Ben Roethlisberger go out on his own terms. You want to see him go out with a win over Cleveland. It would be crazy to think. 
that after owning Cleveland for all of his career, that if if the Steelers, and I'm not I'm not wishing this upon them, but it is possible that if the Steelers lose this week and they'd be eliminated from the from the playoffs, that means the Browns would have basically ended the Steelers' season and Ben Roethlisberger's season in back to back years at Heinz Field. That's a yeah. nightmare scenario for Ben. I think it's it's this kind of redemption that he came back to get after the way last year finished. It is, but you know, uh, I'm reminded of the movie Chris, Final Destination. What? You can't you can't you can't cheat death. Can't. It is something I've certainly thought about for the last two weeks. Ever since the schedule kind of played itself out in such a way that it did seem like this Cleveland game was going to be win or bust. Ben Roethlisberger in Heinz Field in a primetime national national game against the Cleveland Browns last year. Look, last year every Steeler fan watched Ben Roethlisberger crying on the sideline next to Marquise Pouncey and thought, "Wow, oof. Ben's going to retire. Oof. He's going to retire. Yeah. And he's, his last game is going to be an embarrassing loss." To the Cleveland Browns in front of in a national TV audience, right? And then he says he's going to come back, and then they beat the Browns this year, and it feels like, wow, maybe there is going to be this redemption story. But now here we are. It does feel a little final destination, it doesn't does it? It's, <laughs> it's a little bit like, well, you know, if 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 the NF, if, if the football gods wanted you to go out, Ben, by losing to Cleveland, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Here we go. He's certainly going to get his chance to do so. so. This is his worry this week. It's, it's definitely a worry for Steelers fans because it would be a, some serious crow to have to eat. But yeah. let, let's let's but let's talk about what the Steelers offense has been with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, this is going to this show is going to be strictly focusing on the quarterback position, because as we said, Tony and I have talked a lot about the quarterback position over yeah. the years and the, the prospect of keeping Ben for a long time. You know, you know, again, this is three years ago, you know, leading up to this point. Um, and the process of finding whatever, whether it's going to be an heir in the coming years or a bridge quarterback next year, yeah. whatever the process is. But Tony, and I was talking with um, Adam Bittner about this on yesterday's podcast, but that you look at what the Steelers, you know, have been trying to do on offense. A lot of it has been trying to force defenses into guessing games with the RPO looks and the RPO when it's not, when it, when it's potentially Najee Harris. Okay. That's one thing. But the RPO often does need a more athletic quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Again, not a, not a scrambler, not a speedster, just a guy who can kind of do what Mason Rudolph did with the one scramble that he had at the end of the game when he broke he, he broke the, the the pocket and was able to get like twenty yards on on a run. Uh, but just being able to do that, and Ben can't do that. Is the is the entire idea here that the Steelers should look for a just you know big, settle with a quarterback that is able to do that, or should the Steelers really be looking for like hey you know what we we need to completely reinvest in a quarterback that can just sling it and you know just come up with a whole new system based on off around finding this new guy. No, it's it does seem like Mike Tomlin has a type. We, you 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 know I, I think his obsession in, in press conferences this year with talking about mobile quarterbacks and and how a mobile quarterback is able to uh, stretch a defense and, and all the things that you have to do as a defense to defend, not just the the, the passing, uh, but the the rushing of, of these mobile guys, I think is something that Mike Tomlin is definitely intrigued by. And I think it's, as we start to project into 2022, who are the Steelers going to be, who are the realistic targets? I think you have to factor mobility in. Now, that's not to say that a guy like Aaron Rodgers is, you know, we're just going to, that Mike Tomlin is going to say, no, I don't want Aaron because, you know, he's not a traditionally mobile quarterback. Uh, but I, I do think it's going to factor definitely in and I think, you know, look, all, the thing about the, the quarterback in 2022, you know, the, Ben Roethlisberger this year is so limited, not just in his mobility, but obviously arm strength is an issue. Now, he can still throw the deep ball, but how fast it gets there is, is clearly, uh, it, it's clearly, uh, you know, not what it used to be. 
you know, he just doesn't want to throw over the middle. I mean, teams that, you know, the Chiefs this week just sat in too high the entire game. Yep. So you want to you want to try and beat us underneath? Cool, man. Like, Go do that. good luck. Good. You're not going to run the ball. So, you know, all the limitations of Ben have kind of come, you know, they, they've kind of built up to the point where, you know, defenses have a relatively, you know, let's be honest here. The defenses have a relatively easy time defending this Pittsburgh Steeler offense and what they want to do. And so adding a quarterback that that has that that extra, you know, the, the, the extra little bit of mobility, I think is going to be a big part of what the Steelers look for in 22. It needs to be a part of what they what they look for, um, you know, and it's not the sole thing, you you, you know, it's, it's not like just like, oh, that's the, that's the answer. And all of a sudden they'll be back to being 12 and four guys. It, right. You know, that, that that's not what we're saying here. But we are saying we, we are pointing out how this is a, this is a team that when you look at their at what they have available to them, they do have playmakers on offense. It's not like it's not like they'd be going into next season with zero guys who can who can create on their own and zero guys who can help a quarterback out. They do need to invest in the offensive line. I want to talk about the synergy and, the, and just the what you know how that's going to relate to whoever they get at the quarterback position in the next segment. We'll do that in just a second here. But first, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, and amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, but high in protein. That's the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors that you'll have a hard time choosing. If you want raspberry, mint, brownie, cherry, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, all those available and so many more at built.com. Go there today to find your favorite flavor. With now the holidays over, you want to cozy up with something something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup, a hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt for a little bit. Give your beverage that little bit of Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Just be sure to have a couple napkins on hand, but trust me, I've done it once or twice now. It's a really good idea, especially with the cookies and cream flavor. That's my jam right there. Cookies and cream in the hot cocoa. That's a nice holiday treat right there but go to built.com to get your holiday treat from built bar again use promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 locked 15 for your next order at built.com and you'll get 15 percent order again that's all capital letters all one word locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your next order at built.com Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Wednesday on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. But Tony, let's get into looking uh, looking at this, this uh, the Steelers offensive line situation because I, I that's a, that's something else that I talked about with Adam Bittner. It is imperative, at least in my opinion, that. Whatever the Steelers do at quarterback next season, they need to invest into the offensive line. And you thought we we talked about it leading into the draft. You and I were saying, "Hey, get you know get you know look at look at offensive line early." You and I, the night of the draft, we were both like, "Man, Creed Humphrey would have been the move in the second round." And yep. and, and right now, it looks like he would have been the move in the second round because you know. It, it, but again, it's tough to say that because there were the, he was the third center drafted. At, you know, at, you know at that point. It's not like he was everyone's pick, but he was certainly someone that everyone was excited that we were excited about, and that there were some people excited about. But this time around, you're going to have you're going to have a situation where you you know you know you you either need a quarterback or you need you need to invest in the offensive line. My thing is this, Tony, you're looking at you're looking at an option between free agency and the draft for both. Free agency, as always, comes before the draft, which gives you a chance to say, hey, these are the parameters we're going to set up for ourselves in the draft. These are the playmakers we invest in, we invested in. 
I think that the Steelers are in a unique position because there's some people, and I've talked about on this show with Doug Whaley, a former Steelers front office guy, and a former GM of the Buffalo Bills. He was telling me how he thinks the move is to get an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. But if you do that, you go right back to handicapping the, your salary cap with a with a with a heavy quarterback when you need to redevelop te- you know players. Me me thinking this means the offensive line needs to take priority. And unless you get like a fanciful trade and someone's just trying to get rid of a quarterback and you get something that works to your advantage, it might just be worth, hey, get the cheaper quarterback in free agency and draft a quarterback. And that way it's like, hey, you're giving yourself either Mason Rudolph, the guy you signed in free agency, or this or this or this young kid or this young rookie to see who works the best. And either way, you've taken the rest of that money and the rest of your picks to invest in that offensive line and build around that. Yeah, I mean, look, they're certainly the Steelers are going to have a lot of money to play with next year, and it's going to be interesting to see how they spread that around. I mean, look, you know, offensive linemen aren't coming cheap these days either, especially no. the best ones. Right? I mean, look, the Steelers got a, a firsthand look at, at how uh, the, the an offensive line can be rebuilt and rebuilt quickly. Right? Remember mm-hmm. how bad that Chiefs offensive line was? Yes. in that Super Bowl. Now that was obviously very, very hurt, right? I mean, so so there were guys that just didn't play in that game. They were they were injured, but this those are basically retooled back to front offensive line in Kansas City. But how did they do that? Well, they traded away. Was it a first-round pick for – no, was it a second? No, it was a first first and something else for Orlando Brown. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs traded that away. Uh, they they then paid $16 million a year to go yeah. get Joe Thune. And then they took a couple offensive linemen who both worked out, right? I mean, look, you know, the, Creed Humphrey was, what, a second-round pick? Yeah. And he he looks like, you know, he may he's probably going to end up fin- finishing second, maybe third – for offensive rookie of the year, mm-hmm. and they got the the guard from I want to say it was from Tennessee. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so look, the, the Kansas City like did this did this in both ways, right? They they went out and they got the big free agency, right? They got a couple big vets, and they went and got the the, the nice draft picks. I mean, rebuilt that thing all in one year. You know, the problem for the Steelers is is that they you know they, it just didn't work out for them when when it comes to the draft picks. Right? I think I think today you look at guys like Kendrick Green and you look at Dan Moore. Who are in that same draft class, right? Two, two, a third and a fourth round pick. That I believe the Chiefs took a second and a and a fifth uh, mm-hmm. for their two guys. Their two guys worked out really, really well. The Steelers yeah. did not. I mean, at this point, I think Kendrick Green is an open question as to whether or not he's going to be penciled in as the starter going in. And the same can probably be said for Dan Moore at that left tackle spot. So I'm, I'm with you. I think the Steelers have to go out and 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 sp- spend money in free agency because you can't come into next season with with the same open questions about young guys and whether they're going to translate at that position. No, yeah, you need veterans, and, and there are veterans out there at different positions. Um, and, and some of these veterans, you know, they're up there in their in their early thirties. But I, you know, I look at guys who are going to be available in free agency next year. At least they're un, they're unrestricted free agents going into next season, as we yeah. have made this this show. Brandon Sherp, a, a guard, a guard for Washington right now. Teron Armstead, you know, he's on he's on a void contract with the, with the Saints, but uh, he you know, he'll be again he'll be thir- thirty one. You look at Andrew Norwell for the for the Jaguars, Eric Fisher for the Colts, a former first you know first overall pick and again yeah. these guys aren't guys that will light it up but they'll you know, say hey we're, we're we're veteran offensive line and we can provide some stability to this offensive line and then this this allows to say hey you know what we get a couple of these guys we we lock in and we say they're you know this these are the positions that we've addressed then you could focus on either center I, I look around at the centers that are available and now again this is very early free agency hasn't isn't even close to starting teams are yeah. going to do cuts and then that's going to open up opportunities and again it's going to be the biggest spending era in the history of free agency with the way that the salary cap is about to boom so who knows how free agency is about to work in this coming season tony but 
I look at the, at the at the opportunities at center. The move might be to just stick to that in the draft, you know. And and that's an again, that's another position where if you're not too high on quarterback, the guy that everyone's looking about at its center is Tyler Lindenbaum. And that puts you in a position where if you commit to him or you commit to a center high in this upcoming NFL draft, um, and then you sign you know, a guard and a tackle in you know, in free agency, maybe you're in a position where you know your offensive line takes a decent step forward, and next year you're working with sort of a game manager quarterback, and you know, like you'll have Deontay Johnson, you'll have Pat Frymouth, you'll have Najee Harris. Maybe you can make something work out of that group while you're also reinvesting in the defense to make them a top-tier unit again. Yeah, I, I wonder though. I mean, it's probably it's likely going to take a first round pick to get the the kid from Iowa, right? So absolutely, you know, if, if you get that kid from Iowa, you're th- you're you're throwing away any chance to get one of the upper picks in the quarterback class. But again, this quarterback class is weird. It's not it's not your traditional. There's a Trevor Lawrence. No, no, yeah, Joe no, no. This quarterback class is bad. It's just, yeah, it's just not a good class. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm more I'm more wondering from a like from a meta perspective of would the Steelers take center two years in a row once in the third round and then like just dip their toe right back in but this time in the first round to do the exact same thing not to say that they shouldn't right i mean again i think i think kendrick green right. has massive questions they? about his game mm-hmm. so it, it it it's not something that they shouldn't do i just wonder if they would do do something like that from a from a look standpoint right because because then you know pride comes into the point it's like like you know are we bailing on this pick but again i think kendrick green has shown you even if someday he finds a way to become a center, you need to have a backup plan in case it doesn't. And it really needs to become your forefront plan, and he becomes the backup plan because he's showing you he's not getting used to the center position in the NFL anytime soon. He's going to probably have two more rough weeks if he even plays these next two right. weeks um, with how he played in, the, in these last few games. But you look at the, at, the, at that opportunity there is that you invest in that, and then maybe you kick him to guard. Maybe he figures out things that was his natural position in college. Maybe he what he doesn't have to communicate and worry about all the things that a center has to worry about. Maybe he finds himself again there, and then he becomes a better NFL player. But I mean, the rate that he is right now, he's not even a, a coherent line. He's not you know a competent lineman And when you, when you look at him right now. And I know Deontay Johnson was just on a Steelers Zoom on Monday saying, stop talking about the offensive line. You know, yeah, Chris, if you're not going to suit up, man, we got to cancel the whole segment. <laughs> you know, um, I, I feel the frustration for players when they say, because if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Deontay Johnson basically said, you know, for all the people can, you know, criticizing the offensive line, why don't you go out there and do it? And it was wow. kind of one of those situations like, Deontay, no, nobody, nobody's saying that they're going to go out and yeah. lace them up and, and knock some heads <laughs> with the, at the lineman position, but it's obviously bad. But I, I also feel the frustration because the way that fans can come at, you know, players online, I think it was Drew Hannes, uh, a Steelers fan who, who tweets, who tweets a lot of good stuff. Uh, I think he was the one that would say, Hey guys, stop like attacking players online. It's just not cool. Yeah. That's where I think that that frustration is coming from is that, you know, when you're losing, it's one thing but when you're losing and people are calling you outside of your name and people are saying all these ridiculous things and they're, you know, saying like very offensive things online that can wear down on you. I think Deontay Johnson had a breakdown moment, but about this offensive line, again, I'm, I'm with you that you're in a position where if, you invest in if you want to reach for Tyler Lindenball, you might even have to even trade up to get him. Yeah, uh, and that could be costly. But you need to get pieces that are going to solidify this offensive line. Are you a guy, Tony? When you look at just how things have been, do you try to get those veterans and make that a priority, or are you looking at more so it's like, hey, you know what? Let's let's go get that quarterback some somewhere. No, I think I think it's the biggest problem of this season is that you have so many positions where you have to you, you feel like you have to add at least you have to add competition, yeah. right? You didn't you just you can't go into next season 
and just say, well, you know, Dan Moore, pencil him in like he is the left tackle and we'll see what we do from there. It, it's all, it's almost to the point, Chris, where I feel like when you talk about, you know, starting to add some talent and free agency, you know, Chooks is a, is a free agent this off season. Yeah. I almost feel like if you can get him back, like not to say Chooks, who's going to pay a life, lot for him. Right. But you just kind of like, isn't he, hasn't he been the best offensive lineman for the Stewart? Not saying, not saying that he's been that's, good. That's not saying much. That's not, not saying much, much but right. he's been the most reliable player on that offensive line so far. And you certainly, if you're, you're looking at, you need a new left tackle, you need a new center, you need a new right guard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Dotson, when he comes back, we'll see, but boy, oh boy. I mean, you know, you just, you're just going to, you're going to start with, uh, start over at right tackle as well, because I mean, there's just too many positions to try and rebuild in one season. So no, I think you have to add vets. And, and again, it's not just on the offensive line. I mean, there's so many positions. I mean, even, even I think inside linebackers, a spot that the Steelers need to invest in again next year, just from a competition standpoint, not giving up on, on Devin Bush yet, but it just, you just got to add players, right? You just got to add, you just got to add competition for these young guys just to make sure that, you know, the, the Tomlin thing, a two dogs, one bone, right? You want to make sure these guys are playing at the top of their game. Would also put cornerback in that consideration. Oh yeah. You know, with, with Cam Sutton and sure you liked what Akella Witherspoon has done in the later part of the season and, you know, in limited snaps, but you know, Joe Hayden, you know, whether he comes back as a question, but also, I mean, Justin Lane obviously hasn't worked out. Uh, the James Pierre hype train has taken a bit of a hit as, as of late. Um, <laughs> So, you know, cornerbacks, yeah. like, there's a lot of places to wide receiver. In with you probably team. need to add a wide receiver. Probably need to add a wide receiver. I mean, do they sign Juju back? Will he get a contract somewhere else? You know, there's a lot of questions there. But that's, the, again, that's the thing. If you're investing high in some positions, you're going to have to invest low in other. But granted, they'll be able to invest higher in, in, in more positions this year than they ever have, I think, in the Mike Tomlin, maybe even in the Kevin Colbert era, because yeah. they just haven't had this kind of Flush money in free cash. agency. Yeah, yeah, they 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 have those ca- cash opportunities. And speaking of cash opportunities, Chakuma Core for his contract this year, he was eight hundred and fifty one thousand dollars this year. So, like, if you can get him for a couple mil, you ain't mad at, about that. And he might not be either because that means that he's 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 still on a roster and he's getting paid. But I want right. to talk to Tony more about the quarterback position. We talked a little about the offensive line and important reinvesting that to help the quarterback. But who should they get? We'll talk about that right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast right after this. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino uh, talking things, all, all things Steelers, and of course, looking back at the quarterbacks. Now, we talk about the offensive line and building around whoever they get, whether it's a mobile quarterback, a rookie quarterback, a veteran quarterback, there needs to be help Chuck there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Whoever it is, whoever it could be. I say, I say uh, Tony, now I warned you before the show, <laughs> if, you, if you try to make Devin Hyde as a legitimate option for the Steelers I was going to reach through the screen the only option the only option but obviously look not everything is realistic so we want to keep this you know like I said at the beginning we're going to we're going to do this segment knowing that duck is the number one option and then these are all everyone we're talking about here is the number two okay I'm going to call myself and I'm going to be looking, you know, looking at looking at realistic options here. Okay. Guys that could happen for the Steelers. And one thing I want to remind you when you go and you look up at spot rack or over the over the cap.com or anywhere that has free agencies and free agents and you find your list, the, the list of quarterbacks there is going to look rough because you're going to be like, oh man, but you got to remember 
the quarterback carousel that happened last year. All we got, Matt Stafford became a Ram. Jared Goff became became a Lion. Carson Wentz became a Colt. All sorts of moves were were put around, and people were flipping all over the field uh, or all over the all over the league. So really committing, you know, thinking that this is just the set field, I think is the mistake here. But the bottom line is, when you look at the guys who are unrestricted free agents next season, you know, it doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence to make moves you see bridge quarterbacks like teddy bridgewater andy dalton uh you know Jameis winston Terod taylor jacoby Brissett, uh marcus mariota um now i look at those names and i don't see anyone that jumps off the page and says oh yeah yes just slap him in and everything will be fine but tony are there are there guys out there that the steelers should be considering as like hey these are the cheap options to come in and at least be competent and hold the fort and game manage I think the two guys from the list you mentioned, Jameis Winston, you know, makes some sense. Although he's coming off of like a, you know, what is it? It's like a catastrophic knee injury that he yeah, had, right? Yeah, he's had rough injury year on top yeah. of everything else that's happened. Yeah. So that's a tough one to come back from. Mariota, just from like everything we've talked about as far as like the mobile quarterback thing, like Mariota, he checks all the boxes, even, even if it would be a very uninspiring <sighs> signing. There's one guy out there, Chris, from the free agency. But before we start getting into crazy trades, there's one guy out there that I'm I'm ready to just I'm ready to go all in. No more duck. I'm I'm dropping the duck meme and we're Whoa. all in on well, yeah, we're all in on this kid if the Steelers were to get him. And I do think he checks the boxes. Look, you want to talk about a veteran guy. This guy's been in the playoff, been to the playoffs not once, but twice. Is wait, he wait, mobile? Wait. Is he mobile? He's mobile enough. He's aver- I believe he has an average uh yards per carry of over 5. Okay? So, he's 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 relatively mobile. And this is a guy who's dragged, dragged a bad coach, dragged a bad coach to the playoffs. Not once, about, but twice. We talking about Derek Carr? Uh, no. We're talking about a better quarterback than Derek Carr. I'm better than okay, okay. My I'm... dog. Listen, you know, Kevin Colbert has this obsession with Sam Howell, a North Carolina quarterback. Okay, uh-huh. listen, I got news for you. I got news for you, Kevin. You don't have to go out in the draft and waste draft capital on a quarterback like that. You can go in free agency and get the better North Carolina quarterback. I'm talking about Mada Mitch Trubisky. Let's get him in black and gold. Let's get Mitch in there. Here's the thing about Mitch. You look back at his Browns or at his Bears career, and you say this guy was terrible. He was out. Tony, he was outright awful. Well, well, look at what look at what Matt Nagy is doing to Justin Fields. Justin Fields, who we know is a good quarterback. Uh, Okay, but Justin Fields is being ruined by Matt Nagy. Agreed, he is. Justin Fields is being ruined. He's being ruined. I'm I'm going to skip past the rest of what you said. Yeah, I'm making too much sense for you here, Chris. Because oh, we're talking about Mitchell Trubisky, who. Who dragged, dragged Matt Nagy to the playoffs twice, twice? Would have won a playoff game if it weren't for a double doink. Okay, get this, this, this. I mean, you could probably get Mitch next year for ten mil a year. I mean, ten mil a year might actually. I think this year he signed for like two. So I, I, I love. I'm all in. All there's one more guy I'm actually all in on, and we all, everyone knows who that is. But it's not Duck. But, but as far as realistic options. Sign me up for Mitchell Trubisky. Let's go. What just happened? <laughs> I, I don't it, it, listen. If you were if you were listening to all of that and you were wondering why isn't Chris just jumping in? If you're but if you were watching on YouTube, you see mm-hmm. I just put my face. I just face. No, I made too much sense. Chris is actually he's 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 coming to terms with the fact that he one hundred percent agrees with me on that's this one, which is not what I, that's not what together. Me, I mean. My hand in my face and just shaking my head means it's not at all what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's, that's the complete opposite of the body language thing. Um, 
So Wait. you're not all in on Mitchell? No, I'm not okay. all in on Mitchell. Right. Well, what, what, what are we what are we saying here? Oh man. Would you like a good trade option? Would you actually not even a trade up? This guy could get cut because I think this team is probably going to be in the market for a quarterback. I about okay. the Matt Corrales of the world. Okay. I think the Atlanta Falcons may be in the in the market for a oh, new quarterback. Oh, don't you start this. And again. my dog Matty Ice. Don't you start is, this again. Come on. Come on. He's be- listen, you want a guy who's been better than Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, here we go. You want a guy who's been better than Ben for the last couple of years? Not saying he's great, but you know, an upgrade for sure. An upgrade for sure. Listen, <laughs> I will call Miss Ye and she will come and get you now for those guys. Again, we gotta we gotta we gotta open the door a bit and show the inside <laughs> jokes here. Years ago, back before that training camp that I told you where 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 Tony was just loving Devlin Hodges, uh in the shows leading up to that, he told me that Matt Ryan was a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. And I was like, get out of here. Like we argue about this. 2019 for- specifically, in- but okay. <laughs> or 2018. It was in 2018 specifically. And I I told him to, I just told him to get out. Just go. I don't I don't like you anymore. We argue about this for weeks. And so one of our great fans of the show, Miss Ye, she's been she's been a, a very wonderful supporter. We appreciate her anytime that she contributes to the show and, and comments on our Facebook page. By the way, join the Lockdown Steelers Facebook page. We out there. Uh, but Miss Ye comes on and she finds me at training camp and she hugs me and she's like, I love your show. And I'm like, Oh, it's so great to, to meet you. I've seen you comment. We appreciate you. And the first thing she says to me after that is Where's Tony? Because I got something to tell him if he want to think that Matt Ryan's better than Big Ben. And I was, I was like, oh snap! And t- Tony came. And he was wearing a red shirt for Matt Ryan that yeah, day. Yeah, for my boy. Got to score and, my and My or, or was it for or was it for Mitchell Trubisky who would end up on the Bills in red and then future future Steeler? You're 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 too much, man. You're just you're too much. But can point I being, one more? Can I can I can I derail this with one more quarterback possibility for the Steelers? If if it's not one that I'm sure Steeler ridiculous. fans will love. Oh, love. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you don't have to travel very far from Pittsburgh to get him. Oh no! Don't you say it. Well, he's definitely done in Cleveland. So you know, oh, listen, we no, know that you are saying it. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, listen, it, it, you, certainly Mike Tomlin has got an up close look at this kid for the past no four years. Uh, no, I don't like it either. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that we shouldn't rule out the idea. Oh no! That a Baker Mayfield. Oh no! Go. But You're think about jail. it this way. You're in Steeler jail. I know. I know. I know. This one's going to be really, really. I mean, I, I, I would just to see how Steeler fans would react to it. I'd actually would like to see it because, like, do you even like? Could you even bring yourself as a fan to cheer for Baker Mayfield? But here's the thing. Here's lots here's, of Hulu commercials. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna be progressive in Heinz Field. It's gonna be great. Um, the uh, here's the thing, though. So Baker Mayfield was supposed to be the savior of the Browns, first overall pick. Yada yada. Right. Imagine if he did go to Pittsburgh and actually had success. Like the slap in the face that that would be to Cleveland. This is this is what you've done to us. Yeah, why? That's right. <laughs> this is why. No one was, you know, everyone, no one's looking forward to life without Ben. And this is why, because these are the options we have. These Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Listen, if Baker Mayfield has to come to the Steelers, it's going to be, and what's crazy is as bad as Ben has been this year, Baker's been worse. Like, like, like. Baker's, Matt, hey, oh yeah. And, and, but he's and, hurt, but he's hurt. He's hurt. <laughs> you see my face? That's, that's what I have to say to that. Oh my goodness. But okay. All that aside. This is why I'm making the argument that maybe even going with a with a first or second round rookie pick 
it, you know, at the quarterback position this year might be the better move because the guy, this guy, that guy might only marginally be better or marginally be worse than the guy that you spend maybe ten million dollars. Like Tay Bridgewater, he was a he, he cost like eleven eleven and a half million dollars for the Broncos this year. You know when you we consider you know average per you know average money per yeah. year. Yeah. You know, Andy Dalton ten million dollars. Ryan Fitzpatrick ten million dollars. Though, though those are that's money that you can be spending on your offensive line, on your defensive line, on the cornerback position, on inside linebacker, on wherever you choose to spend the money but if you're not going to get a bona fide solid quarterback you know I, it might even be a mix of things yeah maybe you go get a Mitchell Trubisky but to have him to compete against Mason Rudolph and whatever rookie quarterback that you drafted in the right. NFL draft but it might just be a hey we're going with several options we'll see if any of them work out if none of them do we'll revisit this in another year or so but to me this team needs a lot more rebuilding and, and you know is when it comes to the whole of the offense and uh and, and that investment might just take more time so that's why i'm saying kind of spread spread your your odds there you know because there's it's there's just not a person that you can go all in on right now and just go get and also get them the help that they would need with the with the players they do have on offense yeah, yeah, it, it does make it, it makes kind of the, the dream scenario of a guy like Aaron Rodgers tough because it's like, yeah. okay, you're going to get Aaron Rodgers. And yes, look, Aaron Rodgers coming in is going to make this team far, far more competitive. And when you look at the fact Absolutely. that th this Steeler team has been bad this year, but they've, they've managed them way, their way to seven wins, like what could you do? You know, what could Mike Tomlin and, and, and staff do with Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, considering what they've done with the, the lack of talent, as we talked about, you know, all the positions they need to upgrade. So, I mean, I think there there is that, but you're right. I mean, this is a team that needs a lot of help and in a lot of different areas. And so in that way, putting all your eggs in one basket and saying like, well, we're just going to get Aaron Rodgers and, and hope for the best. Uh, while that, that may be a nice short-term, you know, fun experiment, long-term, I think, again, it sets this, this franchise back because you, you're still going to need to invest in the offensive line. You're still going to need to invest in the defensive line and wide receiver and corner and inside linebacker and all the places we talked about. So, um, it's going to be interesting to watch out how Kevin Colbert, how Mike Tomlin and, and staff address all of this this offseason. It's going to be very interesting. Tony, thank you so much for joining us here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. You're always a treasure here, even if you have the craziest takes <laughs> in the history of Steelers quarterbacks. But um, we thank you again for joining us. Let people know we can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. Of course, I'll be, I'll be on the Facebook group this week. I want to know how many of you are joining me on the Mitchell Trubisky hype train or or are you all in on the baker mayfield hype train is there could there be is there even possibility chris that in the locked on steelers community there could be a baker mayfield hype train let's find out let's see what happens i'm just looking at you with this <laughs> what what have i brought to the show i'm good this is gonna get the most dislikes on youtube this is gonna get uh, like, you they won't yeah you can't they they hide them now you can't who knows? Oh, that's true that's true they do hide the dislikes that's, that's, dislikes what's that uh, yeah, what is what is that but thanks again tony you're always fun to have on the show we, we look forward to having you back next week i'm chris carter the lockdown steelers podcast thanks so much for listening again you can find us on apple spotify google Podcasts, odyssey and youtube hit the like button on our youtube channel on, on this video to support us subscribe to our youtube channel for more of our daily content here on Locked On Steelers. Also, if you want to help us out, leave us a five-star rating with an, a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you'll get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks again. We'll be back with more right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast very soon. <laughs>